0: God's Little Brown Church sermon series featuring Pastor Andrew Chrysler. Praise the Lord. Good morning. November 5th, 2023. The clocks got set back an hour last night. Nobody was late for church. Nobody showed up an hour early either, but Glad to see everybody this morning. I want to talk this morning about God's gifts. You take a look at the picture on the front of the bulletin. I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but it says you really are God's gift to mankind. God has given each and every one of us his giftings, he's equipped us, he's called us, he's work, at work in us, not for our own benefit, but to encourage one another and to be lights in the midst of darkness. We become God's gift to the world to point the way to him. James 1, beginning with verse 16, says, Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren, for every good and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. God worked in us that we might be his gift to the world around us. Now, God loved the world so much he gave Jesus, and as we are members of the body of Christ, members of the church, um, his ambassadors, his witnesses here on this earth, we are called to extend and to demonstrate who God is by our very lives. Now, Every good gift, verse 17, every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation nor shadow of turning. We've got a nephew. He's, I don't know, he's probably 19, 18, 19 now. But when he was five... Six, that time frame. Christmas time comes rolls around and he's opening his presents. And he'd open a present it's like close and throw them over his shoulder. Sometimes the gift we get in our life is not what excites us. Sometimes the gifts we get in our lives are not what thrills us. Sometimes the gifts we get in our lives are things that we would rather do without. But God knows what things we need. He'll put people in our path that we need even when they don't thrill us. Um, Night before last, Friday night, Deb and I went out to dinner at a local restaurant and, quote, they had a glitch with their computer. So we were there an hour and 45 minutes before our food came. That was not a gift I wanted. We're called to be lights no matter what our situation is. We're called to be faithful witnesses no matter what we face. Does anybody uh, you know the, the theme of re-gifting? Somebody gives you something that's not really what you want, so you use it to give to somebody else? I don't ever want to be the gift that somebody wants to re-gift or take back to the store and turn in. I don't like what you got me. We're called to be gifts of God in the lives of people around us. That has to come from recognizing that if God has put me or put you in a situation, put you in somebody's life, you are there for a purpose. How can I be the best blessing? Lord, work in me, work through me to touch this person's life. It has to come from a state of humility, knowing that I wouldn't have chose me. But if God chose me, he's got a purpose and he knows what he's doing. God sees the end from the beginning, sees me as perfected, sees you as perfected. We are part of those good and perfect gifts that come from above and come down from the Father of lights. We are called to be those gifts in other people's lives. 2 Peter 1, beginning with verse 2. Peter says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, that through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, by which we have been given exceeding great and precious promises, that through these we may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Peter said, God has given you everything you need. What are you doing with it? He's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to glory. As we learn more and more and more about God, as we read his word, as we study, as we meditate upon scripture, as we commune with him, as we spend time in the presence of God, we take on more and more and more of his attributes and lay aside more of the mess that we walked in before we knew him. Because we are called and gifted and called to be those gifts to the people around us. Praise God. I don't know about you. I do. When I take an inventory of my life, I realize that outside of the Lord, there's nothing good in me. People say, oh, you are so nice. I'm like, you have no idea. Let me tell you about the grace of God that takes a messed up person like me and puts, and puts him in a position. Takes a messed up person like me and brings me into a relationship. God is holy, God is righteous, and God is worthy to be praised. As I look, I compare myself, examine myself in Scripture, which we're told to do, I recognize my faults, I recognize my flaws, and I recognize God has a whole bunch more to do in me my face does not yet shine so bright that I have to put on a veil because people can't stand, deceit, can't stand the glow. I don't yet have so much of the, of the glory of God in my life that, the, that it blinds the people around me. But Moses did. Moses came down off the mountain after spending time with God. Do you ever look at that story? Did you ever, did you ever go through that? Moses goes up to the mountain he spends 40 days on the mountain with God not eating or drinking God gives him the tablets he comes down the people have corrupted themselves they've made a golden calf he breaks the tablets he grinds up the golden calf he made them drink it he goes back up the mountain for another 40 days without eating or drinking God gives him another copy of the the tablets another copy of the commandments 80 days, with a short interlude, 80 days in the presence of God. So much so that the presence of God sustained him. He didn't eat or drink for 80 days. And comes down, and the glow from being in the presence of God is so much that he had to put on a veil because the brightness of his countenance, they couldn't stand before him. I don't. My face doesn't shine like that. My life doesn't shine like that. Praise God, it's possible. Because I believe the Bible is true. But it gives me something to strive for. It gives me something to, to focus. It gives me a reason to draw closer to the Lord. That more and more and more of God shine through my life. Ephesians 4 says, But to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Christ's gift of grace in our life, and we've talked about this before. So many people call grace unmerited favor, and that's true. But there's another definition that I think is more important. It's the gift of God in your life, or in your heart, and its reflection in your life. What God has done in my life has to, in my heart has to be evident in my life that I've been changed. You cannot come in contact with the living God and walk away the same. You can't do it. Being in the presence of God changes you. So if we're walking around and we're unchanged, maybe we need to get back in the presence of God. Maybe we need to seek the face of God. To draw close to Him. Ephesians 4 beginning with verse 11 says he gave himself some to be apostles some prophets some evangelists some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man to a measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that is our mission statement whether you're uh, one of the five-fold ministers, or you're, just, or you're part, just part of the body of Christ for the saints. We're called for the uh, equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers aren't called for the work of the ministry. They're called for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. To encourage one another, to strengthen one another, to lift one another up. Each and every person is called for the work of ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Each and every person is called to lift up those around us. To be lights in this generation. If God wanted you to be a light in another generation, you'd be in the other generation. If he wanted you to be a light in a different location, you'd be in a different location. God has us where he wants us for his purpose. But he's called us to be effective where we are. Gifts of God to the the circle of friends you have. The circle of influence you have. We're called to be God's gift to them, to point the way to him, to be those faithful witnesses, to be the the ambassadors from heaven, telling and showing who God is, showing that God can change lives. I believe it's James, and I don't believe I have it, but he talks about how he holds us as trophies of his grace. God holds us up, look, I can even fix him. And if I can fix him, imagine what I could do with you. He calls us to be examples and trophies of his grace. To be a witness to the world around us that God can take a messed up person. You guys have heard me say this. People that knew me back in the Navy, when they find out I'm a minister, like, you are a preacher? God can change anybody's life. Praise God. And if God can change my life, who am I to say He can't change somebody else? We're called to bring hope and to bring life into this world, into this this arena, area that He has us. Because God is not finished. While While it is still today... Today is a day of salvation. There is coming a day when an angel is going to stand is he's going to have one foot on the land and one foot on the sea and says, time will be no more. Declare an end of days. Until that time. While we are here, we are here to be lights in the midst of darkness. We are here to be salt in this generation. We are a gift of God to make an impact where he has us. And we can't just kick back and say, okay God, it's all on you, you do it. No, God work through me I'm willing vessel when we look at ourselves in Scripture um, I don't remember who I was talking with which is probably good because one of these days Deb's gonna make me that shirt that says yes I'm a pastor and no last week's sermon was not about you Um, so it might have been somebody here I don't remember who I was talking with but I was talking with somebody and they were talking about how they thought everything had been going smooth and then all of a sudden they were having uh, feelings and thoughts come up that they thought they had dealt with and they kept coming up guess what as the pressure comes on as the as the heat comes up in our lives and things bubble up to the top it's a reminder that the god who heals is still refining us praise god are we willing to be refined god when those <laughs> when all of a sudden i want to ease that bicyclist into the cornfield. Lord, am I willing to confess that I need you to cleanse my heart because I don't love these people the way you do? When I see the wickedness that goes on, uh, the wickedness on the news and the different things happen, is my heart broken because they're breaking God's laws? David said, after having um, having had the affair with Bathsheba, after uh, having sent... Her husband, into the, the front of the battle, tried, first tried to trick him, then tried to get him drunk, then tried to trick him again, then finally sent him into the battle and told Joab, put him right there in the front of the battle where the battle is, is the hardest, so that he would be killed. When Nathan the prophet came to David, David's response when he repented was, he turned to the Lord against you and against you only have I sinned. He did horrible things to Uriah. He destroyed a family. He took a man's life. He disobeyed the word of God. He disobeyed, but he said, Against you and against you only have I sinned. When we are not gracious, when we are not loving, when we are uh, not being a, a true witness of who God is, we're sinning against God. It has impact in the lives of others, but we 're sinning against God. Do we repent and go before the Lord? when I deal with somebody and i they really get on my nerves and i, and I get you know i get frustrated I allow them to frustrate me. I allow them to anger me. Do I go back to the Lord and say lord i 'm bought with a price I am not my own i don 't have the authority i don 't have the right. To be offended by what somebody else does. I'm yours. Whatever comes into my life, I already know that you are going to cause to work together for good. I don't know what that looks like. But are we willing, no matter what our situation is, to go before the Lord and say, Lord, keep my heart pure in the midst of it that your love can shine through my life. Because you've called me to be a gift to the people around me. You've called me to be a gift in this generation. In First Corinthians 12, beginning with verse 4, Paul writes, There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences in ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities in activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Stop right there for just a minute. The manifestation of each one of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So however we are gifted, however we are uh, equipped by the Lord, as we come together, as we encourage one another, It is for the benefit of others. It is for the encouragement and the strengthening of others. Remember back in Ephesians, we just read it. Given for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. To encourage one another, to lift one another up, to strengthen one another. I am a pastor not because I happen to be listed as the pastor of God's Little Brown Church. I am a pastor because God changed, God made my heart to care for his people. So whether as one Sunday it was just Debbie and I, or whether another Sunday there was 36 people in here, or somewhere in the middle, or some other location, or wherever I'm at, the gift of God in my life, his, the way he made my heart is to care for other people, to encourage them and, and to lift them up. Now when I argue against God, When I try to do things my own way, when I try to use God's giftings for my own benefit, I tear down my witness. I become a false witness. But praise God, He is merciful and continues to draw me back, continues to draw each of us back. But we are made the way we are made because God has a plan and purpose for us. He puts people in our path that we can speak to. He puts people in our path that we can encourage. And those people that won't listen to us, God has other people that He's equipped to minister to them. So we are all called for the benefit of all to encourage and strengthen one another. Verse 7, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all of these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. For the body is one and has many members, but all of the members are that one body, being many are one body. Of that one body, being many are one body. So also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jew or Greeks, whether slaves or free. And all have been made to drink in that one spirit. For in the fact the body is not one member, but many. We are all diverse, we are all different, we are all equipped differently. But we are all gifts of God to this generation and to one another. To strengthen the body of Christ, to encourage the body of Christ, to lift one another up and to be lights in this generation. Beautiful downtown, South Alberg, Vermont, and wherever else He sends us. He sends us as His gift to the people we encounter. Do we see ourselves that way? You've all heard the, uh, well, I I assume you've all heard, oh, he thinks he's God's gift to women. That might have been me about 45 years ago. But we really are God's gift to one another. And even though I look in the mirror and I see my flaws and imperfections, God looks down and sees me perfected. And God sends us into the lives of people knowing that it's a good and perfect gift that comes from God, comes down from the Father of lights, and in whom there is no variation nor shadow of turning. And God doesn't change His mind about what He's called us to do. That God calls us to be lights where we are to make an impact where we are. He calls us to encourage one another, to lift one another up, to come alongside one another, to weep with those who weep, to rejoice with those who rejoice, to encourage one another, because we all need it. This world is a dark and difficult place. If we didn't have God with us, can you imagine... We look out and you see the wickedness, knowing that we are protected by the Spirit of God. I am immortal until God takes me out. I don't have to worry about a drive-by shooting. I've been in very, very dangerous places in my life. I don't have to worry about that. Because while I'm here, what I'm doing is God's business. And when He says it's time to go, okay. Okay. Because to be absent with the body is to be present with the Lord. So however many days I have on this earth are a gift from God and a gift using me makes me a gift to the people around me. I need to have a heart that recognizes that God has me in these people's lives for a reason. Am I willing to be faithful to God? Am I willing to be to do what He's called me to do? I've got to be. <coughs> otherwise i 'm just wasting time i 'm just taking up space if i'm not willing to do what God called me to do what, I'm, what am I here for anyway, except to be in the way Romans twelve beginning with verse three for I say through the grace given to me to each one who is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think paul's quite away with Quite right away with words, right? But to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith, for as we have many members in one body, but all members do not have the same function, so we being many are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If Prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching. He who exhorts in exhortation. He who gives with liberality. He who leads with diligence. He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. God says, however, Paul says, however God has built you, however God has made you, use the gifts that he's given you for the edifying of the body of Christ. Use the gifts that He's given you to be lights in the midst of the darkness. Use what He has equipped you with because He's given you everything we need. we read it before. All things concerning to, pertaining to life and godliness. He's given us what we need. Are we willing to step out knowing that, that as He is leading us, as He is directing us, He will equip us and guide us in the way. Final passage, Romans 11, verse, starting with verse 29 says, for the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. God does not change his mind and pull back what he's given you. He doesn't pull back what he's called you to do. The gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. Uh, In the King James, it says, are without repentance. God doesn't change his mind and go the other direction. Paul is talking here at this point about the Jews and how the Jews were currently uh, because of, of uh, saying to Je- about Jesus, his sin be upon us, and turning their back on the promises of God that the door opened for the Gentiles. But he says, for as you were, were once disobedient to God, yet have now obtained mercy through their disobedience, even so these also have now been disobedience, disobedient, that through the mercy shown to you, they also might obtain, may obtain mercy. For God has committed them all to disobedience, that he may have mercy on all. Paul says right here in the book of Romans... If you let God work in your life, your life becomes a testimony to the people around to stir them up to jealousy, to want to know more. He, he, he said, verse 31, even so, even so, these also have now been disobedience that through the mercy shown to you, they may obtain mercy. Through the mercy shown to me, people who knew me before say, wait a minute, if God can change him, he can change anybody. People we meet on the street, people we meet in the restaurant, people we meet wherever, at the grocery store, at the gas station, people in our neighborhood. They get to know us and know that God has changed our life, that we are different, not because of something I've done, but because of the grace of God, the equipping of God in my life. I look at things different. I'm much more patient. Praise God. Sometimes that patience gets tested. Praise God. Remember, we're called, what fruit of the Spirit is long-suffering. In 1 Corinthians 13, talking about love, says, Love suffers long and is kind. Goes through a lot and is still kind. Lord, help me to be that way. That no matter what I'm going through, I'm still kind. No matter what I'm going through, I'm still gentle. No matter what I'm going through, I'm still loving. No matter what I'm going through, I'm still a light. Because as God is working in me and in you to perfect us, and using each of us to encourage and lift one another up for the purpose of the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. This body of Christ that we're called to be becomes the light of the world. Becomes the salt of the earth. Becomes the faithful witness of God in this generation. Because if you read your newspaper, this generation needs Jesus. The people around us need to know God. And if we are not willing to be the light, if we are not willing to submit to the Lord, if we are not willing to recognize that God has given us this time, in this place, for His purposes... And we are part of that every good and perfect gift which comes from above and comes down from the Father of lights in whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. We are God's gift. Let's strive to be that treasured gift. Let's strive to be the perfect gift that meets the need. That we may give a word in due season. That we may plant and water that that God can give the increase that we might have an impact in the people around us because each and every soul is precious to God he sent Jesus to redeem them he sent us to be the light and the salt to be the witness to be the ambassador to a world that desperately needs him Father we thank you We thank you, Father, that you have taken us from where we were. And you're continuing to work in us. To bring us into the measure of the fullness of the stature of Christ. That you're at work in us, Lord. Working. You who began the good work are faithful to complete it. You who saw the end from the beginning are working in us that we might have our faith refined, that we might have our testimony refined, that we might have our lives refined to be what you've called us to be. You have gifted us. You have equipped us. You have called us and you don't change your mind about what you've called us to do. So we thank you, Father, for the assignments that you've given each and every one of us to encourage one another, to lift one another up, to come alongside one another, but also, Father, to reach those on the outside To be faithful witnesses in this generation. That lives be touched and turned. That hearts be changed. That people come to know you. That veils be removed from the eyes. That there be a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. That you be glorified. Father, we thank you for your word. We give praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit glbcdt.org.